You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Matt Schrock is with us. Our color analyst has his headset back on. Kickoff goes to Arcola. It is fielded at the 30-yard line and dropped. And Odin Barron looking to make something out of nothing. Gets it back to the 26-yard line, and that's where he's brought down. Matt, a busy sequence in the booth. Glad you're back with us here as we settle in for the second half. Your takeaways is Arcola has a chance to take the lead with a touchdown on its first drive of the uh, half here. Ryan touched about uh, on it about not being able to move the ball, and I think part of that is philosophy in this game. The Knights are doing what they do well. They're running the ball, trying to get on the outside, trying to use their speed. But Arcola basically came in and said, we're going to punch you. They've been running power football up the middle. They come in with uh, one wide receiver at best. A lot of times they're lining up with nobody on the outside. They're just saying, we're going to run the ball at you. Uh, under center, quick handoffs, uh, just using that, stre that strength and speed to try and uh, get four or five yards per run, and that's really what's let them sustain drives. A would-be 76-yard touchdown drive for Arcola starts at its own 26. That'd be a 74-yard touchdown drive, pardon me. Getting a little ahead of ourselves, though. It's a carry from Morford on the first play of the drive to the 29. Second and three coming up. Brody Phillips gets the call from Coach Steve Snyder. Takes it back to the huddle. Second and seven from the Arcola 29. 11-20 left here early in the third quarter. Arcola trailing. Out of the halftime locker room, 8-7. to seven. Turn and a give. Here's a carry for Jaden Henson-Stice. And Stice had a big interception at the 50-yard line right before the half. He's up to the 40-yard line. It's a gain of 11 and a first down. If I, coming in the second half, if I'm Arcola, I just want to stay consistent. I want to stay disciplined on defense and just power ball, uh, power the ball up the middle, uh, make those hard runs off tackle. They're not really trying to get to the outside too much. They're running through their line. who's doing a really good job. If I'm the Knights coaching staff, I need to see passion. I need to see energy. I need to see this first series. See, they come in with a chip on their shoulder and say, we're going to push you back because they've done that all year long. Now, they are missing Jacob Ty. That's a huge piece they're missing, just a huge body, great strength, uh, great talent up front. But they've got to find that, that second gear and move that offensive line backwards and give their linebackers a chance. Ty not dressed tonight. Won't see him in the rest of this contest. That's a big loss, as you mentioned, for the Knights as a short carry on first and 10 sets up second down and eight for Arcola. So Arcola started this drive at its own 26. They've moved the ball to the 43-yard line, still shy of midfield. Second and seven from the 43-10-15 in a third quarter in which they trail by a point. Big play here on second and seven for Arcola. Arcola's moved the ball well today, two turnovers, setting them back early. He did have a touchdown earlier from Tyson Lewis, and Odin Barron gets the carry moving right on the right hash, looking for the 50. That's what he needs for a first down. He's close, but no cigar to the 48. You know, it's, it's odd to feel like Arcola's winning this game. They're down by one, but you, the sense you feel is that they're in control, that they are moving the ball, the Knights are on their heels, and it feels like the Knights are playing catch-up, even though they're still up by one. They just haven't done much. And, and the biggest thing I've seen all night is that the Purple Riders defensively have been in the backfield. The Knights have not. They've, they've been hitting the guys at the line of scrimmage, but then they fall backwards. They get two, three yards out of it. The Purple Riders have consistently hit the ball, hit the runner behind the line of scrimmage, and that's really the difference in the game right now and the difference in the momentum. 
They're down in two, 9.20 to play in the third. Arcola trailing by a point, two yards shy of midfield. That's what they need for a first. They've got it. Up to the opposite 48 on a good carry, a four-yard carry from Jaden Henson Stice. I was going to say, Matt, he didn't get the ball there, but every time Odin Barron gets the ball for Arcola, it seems like he should have a few touchdowns by now because he gets the carry with such a burst of speed. Arthur's done a pretty good job of shutting him down after he gets the ball, but he accelerates quicker than I think anyone we've seen tonight. Well, and you've seen it uh, at that professional level, the college level, collegiate level, the high school level, a thing called thunder and lightning. You get two runners, and right now Lewis is running with power. You have to respect that, and that's opening up Barron. Oh, great, great QB. Oh, it's a carry. It's a keeper for Brody Phillips. Phillips looking for the 10. He's inside the 10 down to the 6. That was a keeper on a sweep out to the left for Phillips. Nobody saw it coming. First and goal, Brody Phillips and Arcola again of 45 yards. Trying to describe it for you. He was under center. He turned around. He faked the handoff. All three backs went to the right side of the line. He curled left. The entire defense went to the right because the way Arcola was running the ball, they had to respect it. And he had nobody in front of him. Uh, it was only because I believe it was Connor Nettles who ran him down. Uh, he saved a touchdown and, and took him down at the end because there was, uh, literally there were no white jerseys in front of him. Just a great play design. Uh, they hadn't run it all night. They pull out the sneak now, and uh, it gets them a, a big run. Flag is down. Carry right. Touchdown. Arcola Henson-Stice is in for the touchdown. Jaden Henson-Stice from seven yards out, but a flag is down at the five. I believe it's going to be holding against the, the Purple Riders. I, I'm not sure what it is, but it is definitely against the Purple Riders. Well, we talk about thunder and lightning, Matt, but Arcola's got to prevent the penalties from raining yep. down. We've seen a few fumbles tonight, and not a lot of penalties, but that's a big one that wipes a touchdown off the board. Well, if you just say, just eliminate the mistakes. If you eliminate the mistakes, they are winning this game strongly. Uh, maybe not in score, but like just in control of the game. The only score the Knights have had of, was off a of fumble recovery, and so that's a huge play, a huge swing. Um, and that, that was a, a big play right after the big run. Knights are fortunate there was a, a penalty on it. First and goal, now back to the 15. Brody Phillips under center, turns and gives. Tyson Lewis had a touchdown earlier. He's stood up, and the Knights' defensive line wins that battle. He's down at the 16, was looking for the left hash. That's where they'll spot the ball. Didn't have anything after that. Knights finally get in the backfield. Sturrett and Franklin both get there. Good job of the defensive line to open up the hole for the linebackers to get through. They haven't done a, a great job of that tonight. But that time they did, and that's really the first time it feels in a long time the Knights have stopped a momentum play for the for the Purple Riders. Second and 16 from the 16. It's a goal-to-go situation. 7.45 for the second quarter. Arcola trailing by a point, and they'll give it to Jaden Henson-Stice. Somehow stays on his feet, but he couldn't find a gap. The entire line's converging on the right side of the field near the right hash, and Henson-Stice forced backwards on that carry. Knights took a uh, took a, a, a page out of the playbook for the Purple Riders defense. They forced him back inside, got good containment on the outside, made him turn back, and that's where Frederick was waiting. Uh, did not allow him to to find the hole. He had to change his play, and the Knights' speed was able to stop it. Third and goal from the 19, just north of seven minutes to play in the third quarter. Arcola needs this, trailing by a point. We did see him attempt a field goal from this part of the field earlier. Phillips going to throw it. Phillips completes it. Phillips inside the 10, and he sneaks a pass in. The receiver there was, pardon me, Matt, looking for the receiver to get up, and he does. That's Odin Barron. 
It's always interesting in high school. You're waiting for the numbers to show up as they stand up. That was a good throw inside. This makes it interesting because do you do you go for it? Do you take the points and take the lead here? Um, I feel like Ricola is going to take a shot. They will the nine. And on for the field goal attempt, Gail Elizondo missed one earlier from 33. Did not get an extra point earlier. This will be from 19 yards out, and he got it. Or 26 yards out, pardon me, and he got it, but Gail Elizondo knocks it in from 26 yards, and Arcola leads for the first time tonight, 10 to 8 with 6.18 left in the third. What I really like about the play before that, one, it gave you a chance, it was a good throw. It put the ball on the right hash. Where did he miss earlier? He missed left. The extra point went through, it was curling left. So let's, you know, he, he sweeps with his leg, he hooks it a little bit, so let's put on the right hash. He has plenty of room in it, what he did, it had plenty of room to go through. I think if he's on the left hash, that ball sails wide. So, you know, just the little things that make a difference that you don't think about sometimes, but a great play by the coaching staff to set up a, a kick that gave them the lead. A rainy, windy night here in Arcola. The rain has stopped, the field drying out somewhat, but there is still some wind, and what wind there is is blowing off to the left side of the field. That would be north. Not a lot of lateral movement on the wind, but it is moving north at a pretty good clip. And that favored Elizondo there. Okay, so Arcola came out second half. They did what they did the first half. They ran the ball, had a big run. Uh, on that QB keeper, but uh, they came out, they, they took it right to you, and they took the lead, which they deserve because they've earned that lead right now. Now, are the Knights, what are you going to do? Because you've had some big plays, but you've not been able to string together a drive. You've not been able to sustain a drive, and you need to come out and answer that here to start this third quarter. Elizondo kicking left to right, end over and kick fielded at the 20-yard line by Landon Waldrop. Waldrop staying on his feet. He's got some space down the sideline. He's gone. I might, I don't know. I don't think Barron's going to catch him. He doesn't. Into the end zone is Waldrop. Arthur takes the lead back. 6.05 for the third quarter. Waldrop's in for an 80-yard kickoff return. Do you, do you remember the end of the first half? We said that's a long field to go. They got 22 seconds. I, and most times I said defense got to stay so sound because if you take a playoff, that's the speed the Knights have. You saw Waldrop. He's had a tough time getting the outside. He's had a tough time turning the corner. He came up. He got a block in front of him. He had a stutter. And because of that, the, 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 the coverage on the outside cheated in. They came in and gave that extra lane on the outside, and you saw how quick he was. Now, I'm really impressed by Barron almost getting him because I've not seen – It was seen, close. I, I was seen, afraid I called it too early. I almost did. I've not seen many chase down Walter from behind, but what a run by him. And all just like that, momentum's flipped. Well, and who else but Barron – we'll get to that point in a minute. Parsons is on for the two-point conversion. Stir it to his left. Parsons going to keep it. Parsons up the middle, almost untouched. He's in for a two-point conversion. 6.05 to play in the third. 16-10 the score. Arthur Lovington at Woodham and leads now two for two on their two-point conversions. But who else but Odin Barron <laughs> to chase down Landon Waldrop? We talked about his explosive speed, and he made it close. I mean, close won't count, but it was close. And you couldn't see it because we're obviously a radio. He didn't chase him down at an angle. He didn't have a better pursuit angle. He was straight behind. I mean, the back and forth. <laughs> Everything you hope for from a, from a rivalry game, from you know small school football. Uh, it was great talking to Larry at halftime, but it reminded me of how much history is in these two teams, how much history is in the families here and the 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 players who are playing that their parents played sports and things. It's just uh, this is why you love high school football, and, and we got a good one going on. This is what it's all about at Thomas Bradford Field. Arthur kicks it left to right out of bounds. No chance for Arcola to return it. 
So a short-ish field for Arcola here as they start their second drive of the third quarter. First one ended in a field goal. Our crew tonight, Ryan Weber keeping stats for us. Jason Liggett back in our Champagne studio making sure we're on the air. Zach Pyatt, the News Gazette's prep sports coordinators on the sidelines with a story for Printon Online. Robin Scholes taking pictures. Matt Daniels and Scott Ritchie hard at work in our newsroom churning out tomorrow's paper, tracking down scores from all around the area. By the way, if we get an update on the Sullivan Oka Valley score, we'll pass that along to you. Before we go on, we get a shout-out to Coach Lindsay earlier. I want to give a shout-out to you and all your staff because high school sports and sports coverage is, a, is an important thing to communities. So as part of a community, I just want to say, take a moment and say thank you. Julie and everybody that. you work with, tell them all. <laughs> I've, I've met a number of them. Um, but we do appreciate it, and, and so this is huge, and, and thank you so much for covering high school football. Barron on a carry left. Barron past the 40. Now to the 45. He's got a first down by a yard. It's a gain of 11 on first and 10. And, Matt, that's well appreciated. I, I always say our team at the News Gazette and, and the radio side, too, a real talented team, work with a lot of talented people and uh, always impressed by what they can do day in and day out. Well, so it's, it's much appreciated. It's not just following the scores. It's, you know, I had a senior last year who played volleyball, had an outstanding season, the better, best season I could possibly think of. And I love seeing her name pop up, even for a moment. You know, like had six kills, you know, that kind of thing. So it, it's so huge to have um, local newspapers and local radio that is a part of the communities. And that's what makes that's what makes high school sports so great is having that connection. Here's a carry for Jaden Henson Stice on a sweep out to the right. He's brought down for a short loss there. All right, I'll Back quit. two yards. I'll quit waxing poetic. That was a great <laughs> run to the outside. Uh, the Knights nice defense got to the outside and hit him as he got to the line of scrimmage, a little bit behind it. And this is what they were missing at the end of the first half. And it, it really the start of the third quarter. They weren't getting to the outside. They weren't uh, hitting plays before they could develop. If they're going to maintain this lead, this is the energy they've got to play with for the next quarter and a half. See if Arcola has a big play to answer now. Second and 12 from their own 44, the Purple Riders. Brody Phillips in tied under center. Man in motion. Barron moving left to right. Carry up the middle on a dive. Back to the original line of scrimmage no more for Brockton Morford. Morford number 22 in purple. Lewis, pardon me. Tyson Lewis got that carry. We saw a lot of Brockton Morford earlier. Not seen a lot of them here in the second half or even late in the first half. They've gone more to Tyson Lewis. They've gone more to Odin Barron and Jaden Henson Stice, who got a lot of early carries, is back as a big part of this offense. Stice is lined up to the right of the quarterback, Brody Phillips. One man out wide, two men out wide, one to each side. And Brody's going to throw it. It's tipped and caught at the 42-yard line. It's a first down. Tip drill. Give wow. it to Arcola. It's his brother, Braden. On another great catch. Uh, that was an incredible catch. It got tipped by the linebacker, popped up in the air. He had Connor Nettles draped on him, trying to get the ball, and he basically, you know, post-up play, uh, put his back into into Nettles, kept him off the, off of it, and then caught it and held onto it as Nettles was knocking. I mean, that was a good defensive play by Nettles. He was there. He had it covered. He read the ball. He did everything right. It was just a, an incredible catch uh, by by Arcola and just a, a, an amazing play to give them a first down. Usually when the ball's tipped, you give it to the defense. They've got the edge. Offense wins. Shout out to Braden Phillips there. Carry up the middle for Lewis. And Lewis on a gain. Up the gut. Powers forward looking for the 35. He's got the 37. Line to gain is the 32. 
across the field. That catch is going to be one of those plays that is not going to show up in the stat book very much as a big play, but that was a huge play. If they don't get that first down, Knights might have got them into a punting situation. They still have momentum. As it is, Arcola maintains their drive, and that, that you know coming out of that that big kickoff return, if you go if you punt it out and don't get any points, that's that's it really takes the wind out of your sails. So just a huge play there. Now for Arcola, Odin Barron up the middle has close to a first down to the 32 on the sixth play of the Arcola drive that started back at their own 30. He was three yards past the line of scrimmage before anybody got to him. He just put a hand on his blocker in front of him and followed him. Um, now it's third and short, and for the first time in this drive, Morford's back in the game. So I have to see if they're going to go to him because he's the guy who really was pounding the ball inside. I wouldn't be surprised to see a fullback handoff to him. Play number seven coming up. Arcola doesn't use headsets. Brody Phillips, after each play, goes to the sideline and gets the play call. Has it in hand here. Both teams coming in tight. Nobody's spread out wide. Everyone within 10 yards, the line of scrimmage defensively for the Knights. Here's a carry for Morford back into the game. Pyle moves him forward. He's got plenty. Pyle keeps moving. He's got the 20. Great carry for Brockton Morford. Welcome back to the game. And, not, and Purple Riders don't immediately line up. They're not going to give a break at all. No huddle. 235 for the third. Six-point game. Arcoa trails. Morford carry up the middle. Not quite as impressive of a game, but he got... Three or four on that carry from Morford right up the gut. The reason that was different is they didn't get a good block on Nathan Ty. Nathan Ty is a 6'2", 280-pound lineman. He got through. He wrapped him up. You're not breaking out of that. Morford again the carry on second and eight. And that's the recipe now. Give it to the big man, the fullback. Let him eat, and he's got enough to make it a third down and manageable. 2.03 left for the third. If you're just joining us, Arcola trails 16-10, but they've got the ball in the red zone, driving right to left, spotted at the 16. They need the 11. If you've watched professional football at all and you've seen the Eagles play, there's a thing called the tush push right now. That's what they're running. They're lining everybody up, they're handing off, and the line's moving forward, and they're just pushing forward with that ball. That's basically what Arcola is running right now is that belly dive up the middle and, and challenging the Knights to slow you down because they're saying, look, this is what we're doing. We're showing it to you. See what you can do. Minute 35. Now they spread two out wide. And on a screen out to the right, and Barron, he catches it wide out screen. Got blown up. I it was a slipped. screen with no blockers. Uh, Matt, he didn't have anyone in front of him to help, and he slipped, which didn't help his cause. I was going to say, I think they wanted to try and pull him back against the grain real quick because he tried to cut back, and as soon as he did, he slid, and his knee hit the ground. Um, so even before anybody got to him, he was down. Um, I think they were just trying to catch the Knights a little bit off guard and use his speed to try and go against the grain, get the defense moving left and cut him back to their right and see if he find the speed, find the space, but it wasn't there. So now the question is, uh, fourth down, uh, do you go for it, do you kick the points? I think you're down six, you go for it, they're lining up for it, but this is a big, big play at the end of this third quarter. Fourth and eight, 50 seconds left for the frame, six-point deficit, Phillips dropping back to pass, steps up in the pocket, fires one out on an out route to the sideline, it is incomplete. He's looking for Odin Barron, and the Knights were all over it. Double coverage. They win the battle, and they'll take over at their own 19, leading by six. It was incomplete, but that was a nice throw. Uh, Phillips got it between the, the defenders, got it in a window. It was there. Connor Nettles made a great play coming from the outside. It was double coverage. He was on the outside. He came through and got a hand in just enough to knock it away from Barron as the ball came through. Uh, so a big drive for Purple Riders, but no points. They're down six. What can the Knights do here? Can they finally get some offensive momentum? They scored on a fumble recovery and a kickoff return. <laughs> They've had no offensive identity outside of that. 
45 and 8 tenths of a second left in the third quarter. Arthur starting this drive at its own 19. High snap back to Parsons out of the gun. Starrett gets the carry, and he's going to be marked down at the 24-yard line. So 35 seconds left in the frame. Arthur doesn't have to run a play here. Play clock at 32. By the way, Matt, Jason Liggett, our producer, telling me, Sullivan Okaw Valley up 40 to six late in the going against Tri-County. So if these scores hold, and I think uh, that one's a little more likely to hold than this one, but if these scores hold, it's 8-0 versus 8-0 next week for the Lincoln Prairie title. Yeah, Sullivan Okaw Valley had a little bit easier matchup. Uh, no, nothing to disparage against Tri-County, but they're 0-7. They're, they're undersized this year. Sullivan Okaw Valley is playing very well, so that one score doesn't really surprise anybody. But they look like they're going to go undefeated. Knights are trying to match them for a huge matchup for conference championship next week. Knights have some business to take care of here first. Second and five when we come back at Arthur's own 24. They lead 16-10 over Arcola. This is the Light Rock 97.5 and News Gazette High School Football Game of the Week. Do you know your next play? Is it time for offense or defense? For 148 years, First Bank has been a trusted financial partner to the customers and communities we call home. From your first account to retirement and everything in between, their focus is on you. Contact First Bank to start building a playbook that fits your game plan. In a game of inches, they go the extra yard. Visit online at ArcolaFB.com or at their locations in Arcola, Arthur, and Tuscola. Good luck to the Arcola Purple Riders and ALAH Knights. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. No, 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 no. At Pavlov Media, we love to say no. No lags, no hidden fees, no data caps, no contracts, no installation fees. Light up your life with Pavlov Media's fiber optic internet so you can say no to inadequate internet. Pavlov Media Fiber Internet, now available in Farmer City, Muhammad, Monticello, Savoy, and many others. Visit pavlovmedia.com backslash getfiber. That's P-A-V-L-O-V-M-E-D-I-A dot com slash G-E-T-F-I-B-E-R. Fourth quarter just about ready to get going at Thomas Bradford Field, Narcola. Arthur's got the ball, second and five at their own 24, leading 16-10. Parsons out of the gun, keeps it up the middle, is bowled over. I guess he bowls over a man. Ryan Lindstrom in on the tackle, went low. Parsons went high. It's not quite enough for a first down. It's third and inches. I like the run, though. Put it in Parsons' hands. Put it in your playmaker's hands. Oh, they're going to say he got that it. That is enough for – it's just barely enough for a first down. I, I was with you. I thought it was going to be third and short. I was expecting a, a stir it run up the middle here. Um, but a great play by Parsons. Put it in your playmaker's hands. This is part of the reason he's quarterback, part of the reason Caden Fagan played quarterback last year. Take your best athlete, your best runner, and let him get, get the ball every time. Make the defense think about it. That opens up everything else for the rest of your offense. 16-10 score now. New set of downs for Arthur Lovington, Atwood, Hammond, and Parsons keeps it right. Same play we saw from Phillips a little bit ago. Two flags are down. He is rooted out of bounds past the 40. Went into a slide with Odin Barron. Two flags in the backfield. I think that's coming back. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, immediately on the play, there was a flag in the backfield and then another one uh, about five yards past. So it is going to be holding against the Knights. Good crowd on hand at Thomas Bradford Field. Loves it. Yeah, good crowd considering the weather was not good when we started. Not a sellout by any means. There are some empty bleachers below us, but a good number of fans have made their way into the building, or uh, out to the field, I should say, as we're well outdoors here in Arcola. But it's a good crowd, and the fans that are here are, uh, I see a lot of ponchos and blankets and towels to get the uh, bleachers dried off. 
Now it's first and 20 for Arthur at their own 19. 11-10 left in the game. They lead by six. Waldrop in motion from the tight end spot right to left. Gets a pitch right and spins past a man. Tries to spin past a second man. That one didn't go as well. He gains two. It's second and 18. And Matt, to remind our listeners what's at stake this drive. Arcola has a six-point deficit here. If they give up a touchdown, time is really going to start working against them, being as they haven't had a lot of big play potential tonight. And that's what I was going to say. Not, not only is it it's going time, but, you know, that's a two-score game. And Arcola has shown they had the big play, the big, big run. They had some nice throws, but they haven't consistently done that. And I'm not sure how this offense looks when playing from far behind. Uh, right now, they're one score. They can, you know, they can – uh, fight for it, get the last possession, that kind of idea. But this is a big possession for both sides. Second and 19, play action, and now a keeper for Parsons. Parsons spun down, stays on his feet after the first spin cycle. Second one brings him down. Enough purple was there to complement the stop. And it's going to be third down and long. Third down and very long here for the Knights. When Arcola had the big QB keeper, you saw the defense all key on the runners and over pursuit of that side. Knights tried to do the same thing here, fake the pitch on the on the, the motion, and Parsons turned back, and there were three purple jerseys there. They did not bite. They stayed home, disciplined defense, and he had absolutely nowhere to go. 9.51 for the game, third and 21 for the Knights at their own 18. Moving right to left, Arcola needs a stop here. They'd get the ball back with pretty good field position, even with a punt. Parsons out of the gun and a timeout called before the snap. Knights called that one. Ryan Jefferson wants to talk things over. The coaching matchup, Ryan Jefferson and Steve Snyder. Ryan Jefferson in his sixth season with Arthur Lovington at Wood Hammond. Steve Snyder in his first as head coach, taking over for Nick Lindsay, who had enough on his plate at Arcola. He's the principal and athletic director, <laughs> and he was trying to balance coaching football with that as well. He's very helpful. and. Uh, I'm sure he misses being on the sidelines, but uh, probably doesn't miss seeing I his family. <laughs> I actually got a chance to talk to him beforehand because we've had a working relationship for a number of years. He's always been good to, to me and, and things that we've done over here. And I asked him how he's doing. He said, well, you know, he misses it. Yeah, of course you do. Sure. But you're right. He had a lot on his plate, and he's got a young family, and he made that choice. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy for him. He's happy. Um, and so, you know, kudos to him to making that choice and, and, and being aware and wise enough to know where his limitations were. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, just a, a really good guy. Um, but just uh, Arcola is blessed to have him on their staff. Third and 21, his replacement, Steve Snyder. What's his play called defensively here? It's 16-10. They're trailing. If Arthur can convert this, that'd be a backbreaker. Yeah, and, and I think your defense is quick enough. You just you play a little bit of zone, see what's going on. Um, make sure you, you stay disciplined sideline to sideline and don't let them get the big play on you. Parsons rolling left. Parsons being chased. Parsons slips past one tackle, has some space down the sideline, has the 40, has the 50, on his feet to the 40, jukes a man to the 30, now to the 20, and he's down. Inside the red zone, ball is out, and he's whistled down. Huge gain. Goes for some 60 yards and a first down. And what was it? It was a broken play. And a flag is down at the 43, but you're right, Matt. It was a broken play. We'll see what the flag is. I think is. they're calling a block in the back or a hold. I think, I think they're calling against the Knights, though. Knights are going backwards. It's going to be an offensive penalty. What an impressive run from Parsons. Second such run we've seen called back. Had one for a touchdown earlier that a block in the back called back. Hold in there somewhere. the initial call and it is a hold and the Knights can't believe it it 
it looked like a pretty clean block on the outside. I, I think they're saying he grabbed the, the, the shoulder pads interior, but that's a, that's a tough call and uh, just a, a huge play. Uh, but Knights do get the first down, which is the big part, because that's, that's the big piece of it. Going back, it didn't matter in the end, but there were four white jerseys guarding Jace Parsons. You know who ran him down? Baron. Oh, Baron. <laughs> who else? <laughs> he shook the speedster. three guys and got past him and got to him. That's just ridiculous. Uh, it, you know, it ended up not meeting at the end, but, man, that kid, what a play. <laughs> so now it's first and ten for Arthur. They lead by six, 16-10. We're under nine minutes to play. Clock is ticking past 8.55. First Game and clock. ten, 47. Oh, they got it. Oh, no, they're going to say he didn't. Should be a delay of game hold. coming up here. Or a hold in the backfield, and that's going to wipe out another big gain. This time from number 30, Peyton Warrior, the sophomore. Haven't called his uh, name yet shift. tonight. And an illegal shift is going to wipe out a gain of 20 yards for Warrior on his first carry. Laundry starting to pile up for the Knights here. Uh, really hurt, hurting him a little bit. Uh, it was a good play, but they were also rushing because the, the game clock was get down to one second when they snapped it. And so they were trying to, get, to prevent the delay of game penalty. Uh, you just got to make sure you got a little bit more awareness on that. And part of it was they were still – some of the players were still upset about the, the penalty before. You got to shake it off, get to the huddle, figure out what you're doing so you can move forward because you, you just can't give up that kind of that kind of momentum. 8.44 for the game. Now the clock ticks past 8.40. And I think Arthur's going to call a timeout here to talk things over after two big penalties on two straight plays, one wiping out a gain of 60. About 30 yards of that gain stood, a little less. And then an illegal shift wiping out a gain of 20. So now they've got the ball on the 47-yard line. They'll call a timeout. They're second of the half to talk things over. Reset things for our listeners who may be joining us for the first time on Light Rock 97.5, WHMS.com, or the News Gazette app. The score, Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond 16, Arcola 10. Arthur has the ball. They've got a first and 15 at their own 42. And we have eight minutes and 39 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Arcola has all three timeouts. Arthur's down to one. And they had to burn that timeout because Jace Parsons got his arm sleeve torn off on that run. It was downfield 30 yards. He couldn't find it. In fact, the press box was yelling at him where it was because they couldn't find it. So they had to burn that because he couldn't call the play. That's, you, you hate to lose a timeout like that. Um, and Parsons has to come off the field for this play. See who their backup quarterback is. It should be Cruz Hale, a sophomore. You're right. Cruz Hale is into the game. 5'10", 140-pound quarterback, also listed as a DB. First and 15. Clock ticking now down past 8.15, as that was a timeout for the uh, injured player in Parsons. Although he's fine. He just lost his sleeve. Now he's going to come back in. And that's another penalty against the Knights. Delay of game. They didn't get the snap off. You're scrambling. And the worst part is that came after a timeout. You just can't have that. I know you're getting a young guy in, getting the, the line. Pardon me, Matt. The they ran. The, the clock was running. The, the game clock was running there before the snap. So that must have been a mistake because that was a called timeout for Arthur. The mm -hmm. game clock was running. Uh, perhaps a, an issue up here in the booth. Now the game clock's down, or the play clock's down to five here. Arthur's got to hurry to the line. Parsons gets the snap. Here we go. Parsons up the middle and oh. slides down. Second and long coming up. So now that we've got all that out of our system, eight <laughs> minutes and five seconds left here in the fourth quarter. Second and 16 for Arthur. They lead by six. They had that big gain wiped out earlier. 
Matt, but uh, they can still run plenty of clock here. The, the good part about having the ball at the 40 is they've got 60 yards to play with the clock plenty. Yeah, just got to string it together. And, you know, we've seen one play, Barron slipped whenever he caught a pass. That's the first time we've seen the Knights really slip. Uh, Parsons fell down. He slid, not out of choice. He was trying to cut, and his feet went out from under him. Second down and 16 now for Arthur. This is the seventh play of the drive. We've had a lot of penalties to sort through here. It's a pitch back to Warrior, and Warrior past the 50. Short of the line to gain. Got it to the 47-yard line. 48-yard line. Well, I'll give him the 47 on that, and he needs the 43. So it'll be third down and four. And a big play here coming up for Arcola's defense. Would you think this is four-down territory for Arthur's offense? I, I would think so, unless you go backwards. Penalty. You know, if you get a penalty here and it comes third and long, I think you kick it. But if you stay in this short yardage, I, I think you go for it. And, and that was a huge run by Warrior, a sophomore to give him in, get him in this position. Third down and five from the 48, 655. And there it is, a penalty against the Knights. Five penalties this drive, as Ryan Weber points out. They had 12 men on the field when they broke the huddle. Arthur may well hold on to win this game, Matt, but it's uh, Improbable when you start <laughs> having drives like this. You know they had a they had a game earlier against Villa Grove. They were up about 30 in the second half, and then Villa Grove almost came back to get it because they just struggled with with penalties and mistakes. Parsons and on a keeper. Pardon me, Matt no, stood up and brought down at the 45, and just like in that Villa Grove game, the mistakes really starting to rattle the Knights. And they just they had a couple things go against them. They broke wrong. Defense looked a little frazzled, and it just started falling apart. Here the offense just looks frazzled, and uh, they had an opportunity to do some big things here, and it just stalled. And so you're, you're going to give it back to the Purple Riders uh, with some time that they can march down the field, and they've got time, six minutes and change. Back deep to return a punt, Jaden Henson-Stice, 6.05 for the game, fourth and 11. From the 46, just shy of midfield. It'll be a right-to-left punt. High snap and a broken play. Waldrop's going to have to take off. Looking for the right side of the field. He's got a first down on a busted play. He's still on his feet. Past the 20. Waldrop to the house. 54 yards and some change on a bad snap. He improvised. It's a touchdown. No flags. Tonight. It would have almost been offensive if they had scored on a regular play. They've got a fumble return for a touchdown, a kickoff return for a touchdown, and now a broken punt, fake punt for a touchdown. And it's some great blocking along the way, but Wardrobe shows his speed. I mean, this has been wild, but Arcola, man, you do the things you need to do. You've maintained control for as much of this, and that play is going to set you down to a two-score deficit. Still time, and Arcola still has three timeouts. Arthur will go for two. Leading 22-10 with 5.48 to play in the game. Landon Waldrop, a 54-yard touchdown run, and you've got to add a little more because he started well beyond the line of scrimmage. Here's Parsons, out of the gun. Parsons going to keep it. Parsons looks for blocks, looks for his tackle, and his tackle and guard combined to set him a block and give Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond a 24-10 lead, 5.48 to play. And now Arcola finally gets the ball back after a weird drive <laughs> that somehow ends in an Arthur touchdown. You know, two big plays to, to get first downs, then flags all over the place, and then the broken play. And on that punt return, or on that punt, he caught it. It was a high snap. I think he was going to kick it. That was not a designed 
run. No. But he got it and then realized there was a guy there and he slipped and had the speed to get back and get out of the outside and credit his teammates to recognizing that he was running and giving him some blocks around the first down marker that he needed, but then he created the rest to get the touchdown. But, you know, it was the, the perfect storm for the Knights to be able to get to it and just a nightmare for the Purple Riders. And you've done what you needed to do. You've held them. You've had the momentum. You've had the energy. And that one play is, is just absolutely crushed your, your momentum and crushed your energy. Not over for Arcola, but they'll need a big play, which we haven't seen from the Knights, or from the Purple Riders, pardon me, so far tonight. They've got two back deep to return, Odin Barron and Jaden Henson-Stice. We've seen some good plays from Arcola, but not that big play that they're going to need here. Well, we asked the question, if they get down, can they come back? Because they, they, they methodically march down the field, but they don't have time for that twice. And so that's the question, can they do it? We're going to find out real quick. Odin Barron watches the kick go into the end zone. It's a touchback. No time comes off the clock. 5.48 for the ball game. And a 14-point deficit for the Purple Riders as they come out facing a left-to-right drive that will start at their own 20. So 80 yards to pay dirt here. They do have all three timeouts. That's the silver lining for Arcola, but those will only matter if they can string some plays together offensively here as Brody Phillips carries the play to the line. Now it's the Knights' turn for their defense to be be focused, to be uh, disciplined. Because you've got a two-score lead, you're feeling pretty good, but you've got to make sure you play the way you started the second half to, to limit the things that Arcola wants to do, try and make them grind out, get down the field, and use that clock. Phillips dropping back to pass, looking out to the left sideline on an out route, his brother, Braden, incomplete. I think there's a little miscommunication on that. I think he thought... Uh, Braden was going to break a little earlier because he threw it a good 5, 10 yards out past him and shorter than where he was. So I think that was going to be a quicker out, and Phillip, uh, Braden went deeper. And so just a little bit of mis miscommunication on that. Mr. Brody Phillips, welcome to the show. The freshman quarterback has a chance to keep his team's playoff eligibility hopes alive. 545, needs two touchdowns to tie it and two extra points. From the 20-yard line, second and 10, Phillips gives up the middle. Brockton Morford to the 25, nice gain of five, right up the gut, surged through the line and gained five. You know, shout out to Phillips, though, as a freshman quarterback. He's played a great game, and he's got a huge future in front of him. You know, it's going to be tough here trying to get these two scores in the situation he's in, but I've been impressed with him, the way he's thrown, the way he's handled the pressure, the way he's directed the offense. Uh, I just cannot, I mean, he's, he's played a great game. He's just, uh, right now, he's, he's got his back up against the wall. 518 and ticking here. Phillips dropping back on third and five. Fires one over the middle. It's incomplete, nearly intercepted. Braden Phillips popped it up into the air, and Maddox Sturrett was not able to slide in in time to pick it off. Sturrett, pardon me. This is where it gets interesting because you're taking shots because you know you have to score quick, but your offense is stalled because of it. Do you try and run this fourth down? Do you run it? Do you try and throw it? Because if you get a turnover on downs, that's the ball game. Uh, Knights can eat up enough clock. You're not going to get two scores out of this. So I'm, I'm really interested to see what, what play they dry, they dial up here. Fourth down and five. Five ten for the game from the 25-yard line. Call it fourth and ball game for Brody Phillips and company. Phillips drops back on a bootleg out to the left. It is incomplete on an out route. Braden Phillips running to his own bench on the right side of the field. Can't catch up with it. Throw was a little wide. And with five minutes and six seconds left in the ball game, Arthur will take over, leading 24-10, five yards shy of the red zone, moving right to left. It was a nice out route. It was a good throw. We had to put it where the defense wasn't. It was just a little bit too wide. Um, that's a tough throw to make, you know, for anybody, let alone a freshman, um, trying to make that out. 
that uh, that pinpoint accuracy on the out. So now the Knights have a chance to run some clock and, and possibly get in the end zone and, and really seal this game away. 5.06 left, and Parsons has two tailbacks, one on either side, Waldrop and Sturrett. And he'll carry it himself up the middle and dives down past the 25. Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond, Matt, is just in a position now where the clock is their best friend. Scoring a touchdown would be nice, but uh, not the ultimate goal. They just want to bleed as much time as they can. And that's why you keep it in Parsons' hands. There was a late flag that came at the very end. I'm not sure what happened on the ground, but that's when the flag came in after the tackle. Um, but you're right. That's why they keep it in Parsons' hands. Don't try and get fancy with it. Uh, just bleed some clock so you can get some, some yards. It's a personal foul against the Purple Riders, so I don't know what it was that happened, but that that's just things have gone from bad to worse here for the Purple Riders here in this last few minutes. Clock stopped at five minutes, 24-10. Arthur Lovington Atwood's, Atwood Hammond's lead. Now they will run the clock, 4.55, ball at the 13, first and 10. And in motion, Waldrop right to left, and a flag comes in, and that might have been an illegal shift on somebody's part. Waldrop ran backwards to the 20-yard line. That's where he stopped. And a false start against Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond. Matt, real quick, you know, our, our Cola things look bleak right now, but if they can come up with a stop here, we've not seen Arthur show anything in terms of uh, extra points or mm -hmm. short field goals tonight. So, I mean, they've still got four plays to... Yeah, it, try to get the ball back and then make something happen. It's well easier said than done now, but but stranger things have happened. Exactly, and, and you know the, you can't count it out. But you're right, the Knights are, are likely not going to kick. They don't have much of a kicking game this year, um, and so they're going to try and run it. But you're right, proprietors need to make something happen here defensively, give themselves a chance, and then uh, see just you know at least try. Pitch back to Waldrop and Tyson <laughs> Lewis comes in to bring him down well shy of the line of scrimmage. 4-14, and a timeout called by Arcola with 4-14 on the board. And the Knights are just trying to bleed the clock. You, you saw that motion from Waldrop. There was not really any intensity. He was out for a nice stroll behind the quarterback. Um, they hiked it, and Parsons just kind of casually pitched it to him. I mean, they're, they're just trying to run the clock here. Uh, I, I'm not really a fan of that. I want, I want to stay aggressive at least to dictate what's happening, but I understand that they're trying to protect the football, let the clock run down, make Arcola use those timeouts because every timeout, every second going by, uh, that window for Arcola to come back closes a little bit more. Second and 18 now from the 21. The Knights have gone backwards. They're one yard shy of the red zone. You know, the worst part of this game is going to be, if you didn't listen to it, and if you didn't listen to it, shame on you, you should listen. We're awesome. Um, but, no, if you didn't listen to it and you look at the score, you're going to say, oh, the Knights won this game. They handled it. Yeah. If you watched the game and didn't look at the score, you go, oh, Arcola's going to win this game. You know, it's just Arcola's done everything right in every facet except for three times, five times, you know, two fumbles, whatever. It, just a handful of plays that they broke down, and because of that, they're looking at a 14-point deficit. Um, but if you look at the, the stats, if you look at the, the time of possession, you look at all the things that normally dictate who wins a football game, they've done them all right. It's just nice to have that speed and that big playability, and they've, they've broken through, and that's why they're winning right now. Second and 18 from the 21. High snap to Parsons. Parsons in trouble. Pocket collapses around him. Parsons breaking it outside. Gets back near where the original line was, the 13. And did he stay in bounds, or did they call timeout? Clock has stopped at 4.06. I don't know if he was forced out of bounds or if Arcola called a timeout. He he was close to the, to the sideline, so I'm, I'm thinking maybe he was out of bounds. He was out of bounds. 
And that's a good, that's a good, that's a great play for Arcola to force Parsons out at the 16-yard line. Now third and 13, 4:06 left in the ball game. It's a 24-10 lead for the Knights. They have the ball. They're trying to put this one away. Arcola with two defensive plays though could get the ball back and try a crazy comeback. Here's the third and 13 from the 16. Warriors back in the backfield along with Sturrett. And Parsons is going to air it out to the end zone. It's caught for a touchdown. Parsons lobs one up to the back corner of the end zone. And it's hauled in for a 16-yard touchdown that puts the Knights ahead 30-10. to 10, Four minutes even on the clock. And I believe the receiver was Appleby. Uh, actually, it was Easton Frederick. I Easton believe. Frederick on the catch. And who's in the deep corner? It's hard to see those single. They're ones five, ones eight. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It was a great play. It was a great design because they, everything's a running. They they fake the run. Easton uh, Frederick slips into the behind the defense. Everybody's up trying to stop it, and just an easy lob and catch there to the end zone. Just a huge play for the Knights, and that's going to close the door on the Purple Riders and and their playoff hopes. And that's just that's a tough thing when you've played so well all night, and just a couple plays have gone against you. Two-point conversion, Parsons moving left. Parsons looking for the pylon. Sticks his hand out with the ball, and he's got the pylon and the two-point conversion on the left side of the field. And that will give Arthur Lovington at Wood Hammond a 32-10 lead. They've flipped this game on its head in just a couple of short minutes here, four minutes even for the game, and Arthur is four minutes away from being 8-0 and playing a similarly 8-0 Sullivan Okaw Valley team next week for the Lincoln Prairie title. We were literally saying Arcola's going to get the ball back with six minutes and change, down six. And then here we are, four minutes to go. So just, I mean, two minutes and I think it was like 16 seconds, something like that. Two scores on on really just, first one was a crazy play that set up the the, the need to try and throw, which changed Arcola's game plan. And it's just, it, it's a, that's a tough pill to swallow, but give credit to the Knights. They took advantage of things that were there. Um, you know, they took advantage of, of those moments when games can shift one way or the other, and even though they may not have played the best game tonight, they're the ones sitting on top of the scoreboard. Arthur sends the kickoff out of bounds. Second time we've seen them do that tonight. And barring a crazy comeback, Arthur Lovington at Wood Hammond with enough gas in the tank down the home stretch here to win this one. Although, Arcola is going to have one last gasp with two timeouts, trailing by three scores. They'll get the ball with decent field position after that kick out of bounds. Matt, the, uh, you know, looking at the way this game is played out, Arcola is going to need some big plays that they haven't had. They're going to need some onside kicks in there too. I mean, crazy things have happened, and uh, if this is a comeback. It might end up on SportsCenter. It probably would. <laughs> yeah, and and if, it, if there's a comeback here, all the Knights are running laps on Monday. Yeah. Because uh, to really to have that happen at this point, it has to be a, a, an incredible breakdown defensively. Well, Odin Barron gains 10 on first and 10. First and 10 coming up now down to the 45 from the 35. You know, the, the crazy part here is in our postgame show, we could sing the praises of a lot of Purple, purple Rider players because there have been so many that have played well, and really the the individual efforts have been, not I want to say stronger, but more noteworthy on the Purple Rider side, but they're down. You know, I mean, Barron's played incredible. Phillips has played incredible. The, the entire front line for their running game has been awesome, uh, but they just haven't been able to break those big plays uh, and defensively didn't stop them when they needed. Second and 10, Morford doesn't go anywhere. They give him forward progress. They actually do give him a gain of one there, so second and nine coming up for Morford. 
bright future for both these teams, Matt, uh, specifically Arthur Lovington at Woodham. And a couple of seniors, Jace Parsons is a senior, uh, one of a few seniors, though Waldrop's a senior too, but you look at that uh, core, Appleby's a junior, or uh, yeah, he is a junior, Maddox Sturrett's a junior, Jaden Parsons is a freshman, Jace's brother, who we've not called tonight. Frederick is a is a, a sophomore. sophomore. You got Warrior, who's a sophomore. Cruz Hale uh, is a sophomore, Cruz, the backup quarterback. Who actually, Cruz Hale is a better pure quarterback than Parsons. He's not got the speed on running quite that Parsons has, but his arm, he can. I mean, he can put it on in a bucket. He, I have seen him in warmups, seen some JV. That kid's going to be good. Um, so the future is bright. But then on the other side, you got the Purple Riders. Same kind of thing. They've got some great young talent. Uh, just you know, got to avoid the injury bug and then put it all together. We're down in five for Arcola here, needing a couple of scores to keep hope alive. Up past the 50 and down to the 37-yard line. A gain of 13, a good carry from Ryan Lindstrom, a senior for Arcola. Good hard run. That's been Arcola's MO in this game is just put the ball in the middle. and Where they, where they defensively tried to force the Knights to the middle because they wanted to use their strength there and Knights wanted their speed on the outside. Uh, Arcola has said, we're just going to beat you in the middle. And uh, they've, they've run it up the gut and gotten good gains of it. The only problem is those aren't, aren't when I mean, you need big comebacks, those are those are tough to use to get those big plays. Lindstrom again from the 37 down to the 25. Up the right hash, had a little convoy and took advantage of it. And another first down for Arcola. Might be too little too late. Game clock down to 155. Arcola trails 32 to 10. Knights are definitely playing a bend-don't-break defense at this point. They're, they're fighting up front, but they're not being real aggressive to get into the backfield. They're just trying to make sure that they don't allow the big play. Let them run some yards, let the clock run. Don't let them score and get another chance. Force that clock to bleed out. Arcola driving into a northerly wind and a throw and a drop. It was a good pass. Chris Olivar was the intended target, and it hit him at the 20-yard line and bounced off his chest. He was covered. I mean, it wasn't a, a complete drop from Olivar, but it's an incompletion. Second and 10. Clock stopped at 139, a 22-point game. Arcola driving, five yards shy of the red zone, trying to keep hope alive in this Lincoln Prairie Conference game. Knights have brought in their second string, so give them credit. Uh, well, also, Arcola has on some of their players, too. They're playing some of their younger guys. Their, their guys don't see the field real often um, as both teams are trying to get some more experience there. Lindstrom up the right side on the hash marks, gains 10. Clock stops temporarily at 130. First down and 10 from the 14. Give them 11 on that run. Clock Lit. continues to bleed. Tyson Lewis back in the game for Arcola. Out comes Braven Wisman. Minute 10 and ticking. First and 10. 14-yard line. Here's a carry right for Lindstrom. Lindstrom inside the 10, shy of the 5. 60 seconds left in this one. Arcola trails by three scores. They've driven the ball inside the 10 to the 7, moving left to right. Might add one more touchdown, but the clock really working against them here. The Knights bending but not breaking. They haven't broken yet this drive. Here's second and three. Under center is Phillips. Phillips turns, gives, carry right for Barron. Barron to the five. Third down coming up. Should be third and one. 25 seconds left, and Arthur has this one in hand. A nice run for them on the outside. But, yeah, the Knights are going to take away this win. They're going to go to 8-0. 
and uh, have a chance to play for a conference title next week against Sullivan Oak Valley. Turn and a give, Barron the carry, Barron looking for the four, that's what he needs for a first down. Eight seconds, seven seconds, give him the first down and stop the clock at seven seconds. 32-10, Arcola needing one more play, they won't run it. And give Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond the first Golden Horseshoe Trophy and an 8-0 record. A 32-10 win for the Knights. They take care of business and take down the Purple Riders in Arcola. What a game. Just an incredible game on both sides. Uh, you saw the, the skill of Arcola. They may be the best uh, three and five team I've seen in a long time. Um, they just have, have skill, they have talent, they have power. They're able to, to drive through. Um, but in the end, just a couple mistakes and the, the Knights uh, were able to capitalize, showed their speed and their big play explosive ability, and that's really going to be the difference, and they're going to take away the win and, and this the trophy for the first time. We'll wait and see that trophy handed out down on the field. Zeros on the clock, 32-10 is the final. Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond keeps hope alive of a Lincoln Prairie Conference championship. That'll be one to follow next week. The Knights and Sullivan Okaw Valley duking it out. 8-0 apiece. Haven't seen a final from that game, Sullivan Okaw Valley and uh, Tri-County, but it was 40-6, to six and Tri-County hadn't won a game this season. If that's not a, a Sullivan Okaw Valley win, that will be on SportsCenter um, yes. because that was a huge yes. deficit. That, that would be a comeback. Um, come back to this game, though. Uh, you know, really want to give a shout-out to two players um, on – one on each side for the Knights. Landon Waldrop uh, made his kickoff return and his broken punt a play to take it and, and score was absolutely huge. And his speed was the difference in this game. But on the other side, Odin Barron, I mean, what a game from that kid defensively, offensively, was just amazing the things that he did. And uh, really, really impressed with him. Uh, unfortunately, he's not going to be able to take the win home and the, and the trophy. But man, what an incredible play from him. Both teams huddling up. Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond getting a chat from its coaching staff, and Steve Snyder and company will talk with the Purple Riders here on the field in just a second. The Golden Horseshoe going to Arthur for the first time as they win the Golden Horseshoe in its debut. It's a trophy, and there it comes. I was waiting to break it here until the trophy was handed out, but Chase Parsons is carrying it over. Now he's at the 30-yard line looking for the 35, and... <laughs> Of course, it's not a play. No one's going to stop him. He's going to bring that trophy <laughs> back to the huddle. Ryan Jefferson meets him at the 45-yard line. I see a, it looks like a team photographer taking some pictures over there. Zach Pyatt, News Gazette Prep Sports Coordinator, is making his way that way. and That's cool. That's a cool trophy. They did a nice job with it, and uh, Arcola will certainly have its day. Uh, certainly, when you're duking it out in six sports, I would think Arcola will bring it home at least once this season and maybe uh, one day soon on the gridiron. But this season in the Lincoln Prairie Cup, belongs to Arthur Lovington, Atwood Hammond, that's or, gotta, or that, Sullivan. That, that's got to taste, that, the trophy's got to taste pretty good for those Knights players. Uh, the one last year that broke a nine-game win streak for the Purple Riders, able to put together a two-game win streak, take the trophy. Um, when you're not playing your best night, when you're not playing your best football, and you still find a way to win, that's, that's just, that's just you know, feels good. And then for the Purple Riders, that's going to add a little extra salt um, in the wound for next year, so they're going to come back with a vengeance. I expect Arcola to come back and really be fired up for the matchup next year and have an opportunity to get that, that trophy back uh, on their home field. 32-10, Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond beats Arcola. Two breaks to get to. We'll take you through a little bit of post-game coverage when we come back. Stick around on Light Rock 97.5.
Prospect Bank, we have a powerful way to manage your debit cards anytime, anywhere. Select cards within your e-mobile app to turn your card on or off, put lost or stolen cards on lockdown, add your card to the digital wallet, set alerts, add travel plans, and so much more. Visit bankprospect.com forward slash manage cards to learn more about the power in the palm of your hand. We are Prospect Bank, the bank that brings you more opportunities. Member FDIC. Hi, my name is Kayla Burbage. I'm a volleyball outside hitter, and my competitive advantage is my power. Businesses across central Illinois rely on Pavlov Media's phones for their competitive advantage. Pavlov Media VoIP phones provide an elite class of communication systems you can use to elevate your business. Businesses anywhere in the United States can set up and use VoIP phones. Head over to pavlovmedia.com B2B to find out more about our phone solutions and bring Pavlov Media VoIP phones to your business. Welcome back to Thomas Bradford Field in Arcola, Illinois. Home of the News Gazette and Light Rock 97.5 High School Football Game of the Week, Week 8 edition, and it's a 32-10 final score. Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond taking down Arcola in what is now known as the Battle for the Golden Horseshoe. The Golden Horseshoe Trophy awarded for the first time tonight. It's a traveling trophy that will be contested in football and volleyball in the fall, basketball in the winter, baseball and softball in the spring. Want to give a shout-out, uh, as I'm Joey Wright, joined once again in the booth by Matt Trock, and we'll hear from Ryan Weber in just a second. But want to give a, a shout-out to Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond's fans. Didn't mention this during the game or leading up to the game, but as I look across the way, Matt, they have traveled really well, and they're still sticking around. The entire team is now on the uh, fence uh, opposite us, giving some high fives, and, and they're celebrating a big win. That's a, a great showing from the Knights tonight. Yeah, they, they, follow, they follow really well. They do a good job of, of supporting this team, of supporting their, their student-athletes, and Arcola does too. Both sides are, are fantastic about it. Uh, the high-five line at the end of the game is a tradition for the Knights in the past few years, and so it's good to see them here. You know, I, I wondered at the beginning of the game with the weather how many we would yeah. get, um, but it's good to see both sides have fans out here. And that just, again, it it, it – it, reinforces how important small school Friday night lights um, those kinds of things are to these communities um, and, and you know traditions in family or just traditions in friends and and how it goes and just a, a huge uh, a huge shout out to both communities to, to support these kids Arcola before the game recognized 20 seniors as part of its senior night festivities their final home game at Thomas Bradford Field ends in a 32 to 10 loss Arcola also honored James Caudill beforehand with a moment of silence. Mr. Caudill, a teacher in the Arcola School District who passed away earlier this week. We keep his family in our thoughts and prayers tonight and uh, moving forward. We're now joined in the press box by Ryan Weber. I guess we've been joined in the press box by Ryan all game long, but uh, he's with us now to go over some stats. Ryan, you charted drives for us this evening, and you had an adventurous time there, especially in the third and fourth <laughs> quarter. We had a lot of penalties at one point. I, I was like, man, I hope Ryan's keeping up with things over there. Well, it was a challenge. You know, there's, I, like I said, that one drive in uh, the through the third and fourth quarter for Arthur, they had one, I believe, last. It lasted almost seven minutes, and it had five penalties, just a bunch of ridiculous stuff going on in, on that drive, and a lot of crazy stuff going on throughout the game. Uh one thing really interesting pointing out, Arcola, or, yeah, Arcola had 346 yards. Arthur only had 157. So Arthur really didn't move the ball on the offensive end, and it was the whole game they couldn't get anything going, and then they just kind of had a couple plays where some 
the kickoff return that that's just good blocking. But like a punt, a, a weird punt going for a score. You got a fumble return, and then that last touchdown that was very straightforward, just an easy touchdown pass. But it kind of shows that it matters really what you're gonna get. You're only gonna get a couple bounces in this game. If they go your way, then you can win this game. If a couple plays go Arcola's way versus going and Arthur needing a win next week to go and win the conference, which they still do, but then next week it would be even more so. Well said. And, Matt, that's uh, that's the case tonight is celebrate this one, raise the trophy, enjoy a big rivalry win. You're 8-0, but uh, come tomorrow morning, come Monday, got a lot to clean up. Yeah, and you know, you know Coach Jefferson is going to use this on Monday because you, you, you cannot play this game again. You cannot play this way with your offense. You can't be uh, blown off the ball on defense. You can't be knocked backwards. You got to make sure that you're the the aggressor on that. Because Sullivan Oak Valley, they they are hungry um, because they're making the playoffs for the first time in a long time. So they're wanting to maintain that. This is their first year in the conference. They switched from from another conference, and so they'd love to come in and kind of you know kick everybody else's door down and take their trophy. And so you've got to make sure you have that that energy. But you know Ryan played it out perfectly we said it if you look at the stats of the game if you watch the game you think our colas win in this um the score is not indicative of, of how the game went at all offensively because the purple riders got everything they wanted and the knights couldn't do anything but you like you said a couple bounces went your way and that was the difference in the game sullivan oka valley by the way on september 1st beat Arcola 54 to 6 uh, Ryan Jefferson talked with him before the season started. He said that could be the start of a, a rivalry in itself, two schools not separated by all that much distance. Uh, he said it was surprising they didn't play each other every year already, and now uh, an even factor in Arcola, which is not all that far away either. This is a nice little triangle of uh, perhaps a, a little rivalry triangle here in the LPC. Well, that rivalry has potential to poke back up again mm -hmm. because it, it, in my day we played Sullivan all the time. And we still play them in volleyball. We still play them in some basketball. But we played them in everything when I was in high school. And that was a huge rivalry. And then kind of went different paths for a lot of different reasons. And so the the kids in school now may not feel that's a rivalry, but their parents do. You know, that, that's <laughs> one like, uh, you know, I want to beat Sullivan. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, yeah, that, that could absolutely get stoked and become another, you know, high-profile rivalry just as much as our, as our goal is. We've seen uh, Arcola and Tuscola split off. They don't play each other as regularly in football anymore. But uh, one, one common denominator with these schools in this area, they find someone to dislike. They find <laughs> someone to some, – some trophy to attach to something. Absolutely. We'll come back from Arcola in just a minute to land the plane on this edition of the Light Rock 97.5 and News Gazette High School Football Game of the Week. Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond takes down Arcola 32-10. The final thoughts coming up after this. No. No, no, no. At Pavlov Media, we love to say no. No lags, no hidden fees, no data caps, no contracts, no installation fees. Light up your life with Pavlov Media's fiber optic internet so you can say no to inadequate internet. Pavlov Media Fiber Internet, now available in Farmer City, Muhammad, Monticello, Savoy, and many others. Visit pavlovmedia.com backslash getfiber. That's P-A-V-L-O-V-M-E-D-I-A.com slash G-E-T-F-I-B-E-R. Want to know what's happening with your money the moment it occurs? Use Prospect Bank to experience the ease and convenience of e-mobile banking. Never miss a bill with scheduled monthly payments. Send, request, or split your money with friends and family easily using Zelle. Receive monthly statements electronically. Digital Wallet is a smart, secure, and easy way to make payments. What do you get by utilizing state-of-the-art banking services? Endless opportunities. We are Prospect Bank. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. 
final word on a big win for Arthur Ludington at Wood Hammond, a 32-10 final score over the Arcola Purple Riders at Thomas Bradford Field in Arcola. Joey Wright, Matt Schrock, and Ryan Weber in the booth with you. Want to give our entire crew a shout-out. Jason Liggett back in Champaign, making sure we're on the air. Zach Pyatt and Robin Scholes on hand tonight from the News Gazette. Zach with words online and in print tomorrow. Robin with pictures. Matt Daniels and Scott Ritchie back in our newsroom, cranking out tomorrow's sports section. Also keep an eye tomorrow, Illinois and Maryland. Joe Vizelli and Bob Osmussen out there. Uh, in Maryland, they'll have the uh, the written coverage for the News Gazette in that one. And, of course, you'll hear that game on Light Rock 97.5 and News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM and online and on the News Gazette app. But looking at what happened in Arcola tonight, Ryan, we'll start with you. Your final takeaways from a 32-10 win for Arthur that kept an 8-0 season strong and uh, kept hope alive for a Lincoln Prairie Conference title and gave him a trophy. Yeah. Well, obviously, yeah, like you said, they gave them a trophy. They're going to be able to bring that home. I think they keep that till next year. Um, they're going to – Arcola is definitely next year going to come out. They're going to want revenge. They probably wanted revenge from last year after Arthur beat them. But uh, this, I think this Arthur team definitely looks good. But the question is, can they shore up the mistakes on their end? Because while Arcola definitely made mistakes and were more impactful, Arthur's mistakes were more in a lot – of penalties a lot of penalties they had like I said they had five on one drive uh they had probably about 10 or 12 on the whole game and they got to make sure that they can make sure those up and because in a game where you're playing a team maybe in the playoffs who's seven and two even like six and three and Arcola is good but they aren't you know a team like that if you're making those mistakes a team like that is going to jump on them and you're going to get you're going to find yourself behind early and it's going to be a struggle Matt, I, I never liked the cliche, well, you know, if you take a few plays away or if a few plays, you know, maybe went differently because that's, that's not quite how football, you know, that's, of course you can say that. But uh, Arthur really, I mean, if they don't force some turnovers, if Arcola doesn't make some untimely errors, this is a completely different game, as Ryan said earlier. And uh, as Ryan said, that's not going to fly next week against the Redskins. You know, and, and it's, it's one of those things that, another cliche, that's why you play the game. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's why you play the game because – you never know what's going to happen. You know, we came into this, and this was a fun game to call. It was a fun one to watch. Not so much if you're on the coaching sideline for either side, um, because Arcola feel like you won the game but lost it, and our yep. Knights are like, man, we squeaked out. That wasn't fun to sweat out. Um, but, y you know, those little plays make the difference, and that's what you got to shore up. But that's why you play it. That's why you do it. And that's you, you preach to your kids that every play matters. Every play matters. you got to make sure that you're focused every time because one – uh, one moment where you're not looking can turn into something bad, and we saw it happen three times for the Purple Riders tonight. Lots of busted clipboards down there on the <laughs> sideline, board down there on the sideline. But it's that kind of game, yep. and Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond has enough to pull away in the second half and win it 32-10. Thanks to everyone who tuned in tonight on Light Rock 97.5 FM, WHMS.com, and the News Gazette app. Ryan, one more Thank you to you. I know it's uh, quite a haul for you to make the trip uh, southbound down here to Arcola. Also had you on board at Tommy Stewart Field earlier this season, and uh, you're more than welcome anytime you like. This was fun. Yeah, I had a lot of fun, and uh, we'll see. We'll see um, how things go. We'll see if we'll, I'll be back. Hopefully, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm, I've had a great time these past couple weeks being able to come out here, and got to see some good football. Hopefully, we'll see some more of it. Absolutely, a really good one tonight. Maybe the best. 
Light Rock 97.5 at News Gazette High School Football Game of the Week we've seen this year. And, Matt, I'd be, remi I'd be remiss if I didn't say thanks to you as well. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for making the time to uh, call this one with me tonight. I, I absolutely appreciate the opportunity. I think, Thanks for letting me do it. And, and it was a blast. You guys were, a lot, were great. And, like you said, it was a great game to call. This was a lot of fun in Lincoln Prairie Conference play. Arthur Lovington at Wood Hammond 32, Arcola 10, the final score next week. We are in Monticello. The Sages host the Unity Rockets in the Week 9 edition of the Light Rock 97. Five, a News Gazette High School Football Game of the Week presented by Pavlov Media and Prospect Bank. For our entire crew, we'll leave it there in Arcola. The Knights take down the Purple Riders 32-10 and win the Golden Horseshoe for our entire crew. I'm Joey Wright. Thanks for listening, and have a great weekend. This has been a presentation of Light Rock 97.5. The Light Rock 97.5 and News Gazette High School Football Game of the Week has been powered by Pavlov Media. Sign up today for Light Up Your Life Fiber Internet at pavlovmedia.com. It's also brought to you by Prospect Bank. A podcast of tonight's game will soon be available at our website, newsgazette.com and whms.com. Your home for high school football and the Illini is Light Rock 97.5 WHMS Champaign-Urbana, a Champaign Multimedia Group Station.